Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another Welcome episode. Back, after. Sorry. Uh, we're back with another episode. Thank you for hanging in there and being patient because you had no other choice. We're, we were back. We're talk- we talked about the Matrix in this one because uh, we're contractually obligated to because I said we would. We talked about Joe Rogan for a little bit, talked about like democracy and how it's like cool, I guess. Uh, we talked a bit about Sherlock Holmes. Uh, just listen and you'll find out what we said. Uh, there's timestamps listed out down below in the description so you can skip around if you want. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Follow us on social media. That's all linked down below. And uh, without further ado, let's not draw this out. Let's just jump into it. Let's jump into it. Suck my donk, bonch. So I want to start off with a message to Burger King. I don't want to buy crypto. <laughs> I don't want to own cryptocurrency. <laughs> Burger you know, King, I, I, think... I know you're listening. So um, so for the listener, if you don't know, Burger King did a special promotion where if you, I guess if you buy something in the app, they have a new rewards program. For more than $10, I think it is. Okay. They have something a rewards like program where if you buy, I guess, $10, in uh in you know burger king then uh instead of a normal rewards program where they reward you with like free food or something useful they give you cryptocurrency mm-hmm. why yeah. who asked for, um why who who thought of the combination of burger king and crypto you know uh, some really desperately poor people in and, my opinion yeah, and we've we've talked about this in our private calls uh, off the air, but like we we've talked about like the problems with cryptocurrency, and you made a really good point that if they're giving it away and not taking it, maybe maybe it's all a big scam. You know, maybe crypto isn't. You know, I maybe maybe it's far. not a currency. I wouldn't go as far as calling it a scam. I would just say that well, like, it's used for it's scams kind of, for sure. I don't want to like, I don't want to like um, do the whole like, Oh, this is going to be a fad thing because that's what they said about the internet. Uh, I definitely think that cryptocurrency is going to be here to stay, but I also think that USD will never be replaced. Um, yeah. A- and so as long as businesses aren't willing to accept crypto for like things. So like, as long as you can't, go to a store and say, hi, I have five, and this is going to show my ignorance about cryptocurrency, just bear with me. If you go to a store and you say, hi, I have five Bitcoin, can I get a cup of coffee, please? And they go, no. You want to buy a cup of coffee for $10 million? For $10 million, the most expensive cup of coffee ever. Um, you know, I, I just, I, yeah. I just don't think that's going to be something that we'll see anytime soon. Not saying that it won't happen. I just, as long as things aren't going to be comparable or transactional with USD, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I I agree that it's not going away, but for sure it is definitely not going to be the new cryptocurrency. It's going to be the new stock market. Maybe. I mean, I again, the stock that's, market that's is traded. that's how it's treated in, right now. The stock market is traded in USD, though. <laughs> that's the issue. Well, so is Bitcoin. I mean, all yeah. All cryptocurrencies are traded in US dollars. 
That's true. That's but, another. That's um, another reason. The value of of cryptocurrencies is measured in dollars. Just because it's measured in dollars doesn't mean it's worth dollars. Because like, I'm just thinking about it relative to like other currencies. So like, in I don't know Russia, they have the the ruble, right? Like, how would you compare simple Bitcoin to ruble without going through USD? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how. I mean, to be clear, to, to get this out of the way, it's all made up. It's made up numbers. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, we're totally like Ooga Booga. I think Ooga Booga is worth three Ooga Boogas. Like that's like that's that's what this is. Just like being this, clear here. As, like asking questions like that. It's like asking what like you know what what color is your favorite dragon? Yeah. No. Totally. It's it's definitely very much a a personal like I think this is worth this much because I like X Y or Z. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all made up. The reason that the dollar works is because it's it's backed by any currency is backed by something. Yeah, exactly. Like but, when the um, dollar was first like invented, it was backed by gold. It represented gold. It was well, you know, actually, Alexander Hamilton. So I, there's actually a historical reason why American currency is actually um, competitive. So Alexander Hamilton, and this is in the the hit Broadway show Hamilton. Uh, we're not sponsored by Hamilton. I know they're they're watching. Yeah, Gavin this does and, his research. Um, there, yeah. I actually no. I listened to Hamilton, and I got really interested into like the early U.S. economy, and then I actually did some research. Um, How much so, did Hamilton fuck? Um, I you know it's this a rhetorical was a day question. Don't worry, you. Did, I I uh, <laughs> I know it's a hard question like to answer. Alex, come on, man. You know I'm gonna try to answer um so everyone's tinder profiles were private we couldn't get any information sorry guys they their instagram accounts were not findable we couldn't figure out where they were so whatever amount he did fuck it was less than ben franklin though oh dude ben frankie Ooh, damn think about it like this he's worth a hundred dollars like that's yeah, how much Jeff he bezos fucked. is worth like 150 billion yeah I and mean, that's like a lot of and we measure that in uh, and Benjamin Franklin's sometimes. So anyway, <laughs> good conversation there. Um, yeah. So Did you ever I, hear you know, about, sorry to derail it, but I, I sincerely believe this will not come up later. Have you heard of the, the, the bones that were found in Ben Franklin's house? Oh yeah. He was definitely uh, dissecting bodies to figure out how they worked. He had dead bodies in his home. Yeah, so the reason he did that was because it was illegal to um to like take apart a human body after it's dead. It was like defiling a corpse. And he was a, like a huge believer that we needed to know how the human body worked for medicine. And this man so was so he would, cool. like So he would go to the graveyards and be like, "Let's take some bodies and then bring them home and then dissect them and since we can't just like bring them back, we'll just bury them in my in my basement." So is this before or after Frankenstein? This is um uh be, uh before Bef I want to say before. I'm gonna look it up. Cause they still kind of like I think at that point electricity was. This is before, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I just wanted to know who inspired who. Yeah, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. I think he. He is. How I mean, I say it as a joke, but how crazy would it be if Ben Franklin was like 
who Frankenstein was like designed after, you know? I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not sure. If, so like Ben Franklin didn't discover electricity. Like they knew of electricity for a long time. They just didn't know like what the fuck it was. And so Benjamin Franklin was the first to use the scientific method to kind of figure out what electricity was um, among a bunch of other scholars. So he wasn't the only one. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's but, rarely uh, ever one person. Except for uh, um, for uh, Edison, Thomas Edison. He just he. you know, Oh, yeah. Edison, Edison, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. They were oh, ev- every one of thing. their accomplishments. It's just them. It's only them, exactly. Like every yeah. time, every time you get an Amazon package, you think it's the driver uh, bringing it to you, but little did you know, Jeff Bezos is actually like hiding behind the truck, and he just sent that yeah. person to walk it over to to your door. It's, it's literally it's to create all Jeff an illusion, Bezos. just like Walt Disney, another person who all of his accomplishments are just his own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it was all Jeff Bezos, but um, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, there you go. Oh, you were talking about how much Hamilton fucks. Oh yeah. So, um, he did have an affair with a lady named, um, fucking Reynolds. Last name was Reynolds. Uh, and so they did the horizontal monster mash and, um, the rest is history. That's beautiful. You're welcome. Um, hold on. I gotta, sorry. I'm just fixing my, uh, recording all right it's good now okay i thought you were just like i thought you were just like in the midst of masturbating and you were just like you really hitting climax there and you're like hold on wait 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 no i I already did that okay i'm a pro at this point yeah totally you just don't even have to think about it i mean we're what 60 episodes in yeah of course i'm i'm seamless with that yeah totally um, and for anyone who's listening to this, who might employ me in the future, I am je- I'm so joking about that. <laughs> I am so hard joking about, I shouldn't say hard. I'm so very much joking about that. Um, please hire me. That's it. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. Same goes with me. Um, yeah. For anyone that wants to hire Gavin, I was not joking. <laughs> oh, you're just like, you're just sabotaging my future careers. I'm just narrowing down your options until this is your only career path. Oh, I see. Not that I this see. even pays. Do you remember Boogie2988? Yeah, was he the guy, uh, he was that, like, gaming YouTuber that lost a bunch of weight? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and now he's, like, all hung up about, like, I'm not famous anymore, and it's like, bro, chill. It's like, yeah, you're literally on YouTube where, unless you are PewDiePie, you will stop being famous someday. Oh yeah, totally. It's the least reliable. Well, I'm. It's not the least reliable platform on the internet, but the internet is the least reliable, like platform. avenue for fame and like making a career in like performance. Yeah, it's oversaturated for sure. It's yeah, because like anyone of, can like, do it. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people just all selling their soul to be something. Yeah, speaking of that, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, speaking of that, um, you know, listen to my SoundCloud. Um, uh, I put up new songs every three uh, years. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just a spiritual, lyrical, miracle, spiritual, lyrical, miracle. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to spread the good word of Jehovah. Yeah, and by the way, I should, uh, I should uh, tell the viewers, 
Um, so we didn't upload an episode for like a month, like a month and a half. Um, and you're probably asking why we miss you. Well, mind we your listen. goddamn business. You know, it's That's not what like I have we, to say. I'm not your fucking slave. You know, like I can take time off. Okay. Yeah. I know? was on vacation. Okay. I was in Tahiti. Where were you? Yeah, I was, um, um, uh, I was in my room. That was a rhetorical question. You didn't have to answer that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So you want to do the next segment? Let's do the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, a quick news minute story. Uh, partially just Alex complains. Uh, so Joe Rogan posted cringe on his Instagram. And because it's Joe Rogan, this is newsworthy. So, uh, Gavin, have you seen, I'm, I'm sure, I don't think you use Instagram, do you? No, I don't. Okay. But fill me in anyway. I'd like to hear about how the world is actually imploding. Yeah. So if you click the link, uh, under news minute, Joe Rogan posted cringe. Um, I linked the post. So Joe Rogan posted basically a Nazi meme. And I know that sounds clickbaity, but I promise you it's for real. Like, literally. Like, it's literally a Nazi meme. What the hell, man? Like, I was looking for a reason not to, like, it, throw Joe Rogan under the bus. Because, like, I listened to, like, he made some pretty good points about, like, mental health and about, like, taking care of yourself. And he's, yeah, he's such a mixed bag. He says a lot of good things, but then he'll have on, like, Ben Shapiro and it'll be ruined. Because yeah, the thing is, yeah. he agrees with whoever he's talking to. Oh, totally. Unless it's yeah, Steven yeah. Crowder and like, unless it's like Steven Crowder or Dave Rubin. Dude, remember when Steven Crowder had like a whole ass like fit that he missed his flight? I don't remember that specifically, but I believe it. Whole ass fit. He was like, anyway, continue. It's, it's irrelevant, but, but you yes, can see him doing that. Speaking of that, if you want a good clip of Joe Rogan actually pushing back on someone, Find the clip of him talking to Steven Crowder about regulation in construction. Cause Steven Crowder's like, yeah, we should like deregulate and like the market will sort itself out. And Joe Rogan's like, dude, I worked in construction. Okay. I know the guys that, <laughs> that do this shit. They will cut any corner they can. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. So we yeah. need rules saying like, don't dump toxic waste in the river, you know, like, don't use rotting wood to build a house. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't like. I don't want to say that Stalin had a point. Like, I don't want to come out here and say, "Hey, by the way, Joseph Stalin, blah blah blah." But he had a point when he said, "Like, you know, if you want to commit a genocide in a capitalist country, sell them the rope." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they'll buy the rope. They'll they'll sell you the rope, or something like that. It was like so to hang them. That's that's the thing. But like. Uh, we just like decide to destroy this planet. Joseph and we're, like, Stalin was right. Joseph, St I, no, he wasn't. He was a terrible dictator. If I wanted to get listen. really clickbaity, I would make that the title of this episode. Hold on, I think I need to let the dog out. Hold on a second. What's up? Ah, 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 ah. I, had let, I had to let my dog out. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, what did what did he what did he post? What did Joe Rogan post? Okay, so. Uh, click the link it'll uh, show you and I'll, I'll link this in the description but it's the political compass which if you're not familiar with the political compass this just looks like whatever some nerd shit 
But if you do know the political compass and where everyone lies on it, like, you know, major historical figures like Stalin, Hitler, et cetera, uh, yeah. this is a Nazi meme. So the the caption says, we are in Kali Yuga. I don't know if I said that right. The age of conflict. All of the chaos we're seeing right now was predicted in Hinduism thousands of years ago. Civilizations move in predictable cycles, and we are in the lower left-hand square of the chart, referring to left libertarian, aka weak men. Do your best to why elevate. Why is it men specifically? Like, why are you narrowing us out? Because it's a Nazi meme, and they don't believe that women have political opinions. Oh, or the ability to actually shift political opinion. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, the rest of the caption, do your best to elevate yourself and the world around you from the madness that is in the air, but un but understand that this insanity is all part of an infinite process. So okay. this is derived from an old saying, uh, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, and hard times create strong men. Okay. And the strong men are authoritarian right, a.k.a. the Nazis. Okay. Of course, whoever posts this views themselves as the strong man. Naturally. Naturally. So, yeah, so the strong men and the good times are both right wing, and the weak men and the hard times are both are left, left wing. wing. So does Ugh. Joe Rogan still call himself a centrist or or what? I I don't I I don't know. Cuz I know he I, do, his whole brand is like, yeah, I'll talk to anyone. You know, mm -hmm. I I I'll reach across the aisle and he he's like described himself as like a fairly like liberal dude. Yeah. He just doesn't want to like pick sides or whatever. You know, but he's, he's literally about. he's labeling authoritarian right-wing people as strong men. And then well, left I libertarians as weak men. How much more? How, how much more obvious does it have to get? Like people describe the alt right pipeline, and they place Joe Rogan on it, depending on who you ask. But now it seems Joe Rogan himself is going down the his own alt right pipeline. So I would say that the right. I mean, I would say the right definitely think that they're strong men and that they think that the left are weak. But mm -hmm. uh, I would also argue that the right tries to make themselves strong men and the left attempt to find compromise, which is a uh, more de democratic way of looking at things. Whereas strong men just want to take what they want and, and leave. Of course, it all um, depends on your definition of strong men. Exactly. And so like... To say that someone, and I'm not exactly sure what they mean by weak men, I want to say it has something to do with, like, I don't know, if you want to take your neighbor's house, and they're like, no, I paid money for my house, and you're like, I want it, though. I think and weak then, men just means that, like, you care about other people. Because, like, Ayn Rand is also uh, authoritarian, right? And she is literally the founder of objectivism, which is the ideology that you shouldn't help you shouldn't help other people i don't uh, i'm also uh, i mean you shouldn't help other people if like yeah if the world is perfect and someone like caused their own misery they have to learn like to not cause their own misery in my opinion and so not helping them would be a 
be like, a, you have to learn how to like help yourself. But the world is shitty and sometimes people do everything right and it still blows up in their face. So help your neighbor, please. Help your neighbor for sure. Um, but yeah, this, this meme also implies that authoritarian right wing, I guess, people slash policy, whatever, uh, creates good times, which it demonstrably does not. Yeah, I mean, from any authoritarian regime, like for instance, in Nazi Germany, I hate from, to use that as like the yeah, exactly. The main I was going to say, like, from the perspective of this meme, the Nazis created good times, which uh, we fought a whole war uh, because they didn't. Well, they created good times through. Uh, let's look at their context of good times. They went through good World times War One and had and had a whole economic depression caused by runaway inflation. Of course, anything that would be considered a good time was having a meal on the table and a, and a house, right? That's right. a good time for them. Um, for us, a good time is, hey, how about I can get medical care without having to completely destroy my entire credit score? Yeah. And future. Yeah, it, it is all relative, as, as is political affiliation. So this is why I hate when people like compare things to Nazi stuff. Like we should not forget what the Nazis did. That's a, it's a good example of what not to do, but we are living in a technologically new context and we need to kind of realize that and stop using Nazi Germany as a way to, to derail conversation, um, to push a, a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily just talking about Nazi Germany. I'm also talking about neo-Nazis who oh, yeah. believe what is like implied in the, in the meme and also post stuff like this. Yeah. Like neo-Nazis view themselves as strong men. And also I, uh, by the way, Joe Rogan in the caption, I, I, when I read it, I mentioned, uh, uh, it says, where is it? Uh, we are in the left. We are in the lower left-hand square of the chart. No, we're not. I, no, we are not. I don't know what he means by America that. America is not left libertarian, at least not the government. I mean, have you seen how we tax the rich? Yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, the rich pay no taxes. Uh, so, some corporations will get money back in taxes, you know, because of mm -hmm. loopholes and stuff. The, the government serves the rich. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you're poor, you just die. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah, we're left libertarian. Yeah, totally. Um, you know that thing called Medicaid that helps uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans get the needed medication that they need every year? Um, they're just weak. Yeah, they're just weak. Yeah, like, I also wanted to say the basis of this, which is, you know, the political compass, is also uh, very reductive. So, you know, people use it to mean whatever they want. If you just look at this meme face value without the cultural context that indicates it's a Nazi meme because it's posted by neo-Nazis, um, left libertarian being weak men and, and hard times and stuff, like it doesn't have a concrete meaning, so you just kind of read into it with whatever you want. Can I add one other thing to this too? Yeah. Um, so if you talk to any World War II veteran... I mean, I wouldn't say any, but like most World War II veterans, um, which, by the way, they're dwindling in number. So if you have a World War II veteran in your family, please talk to them. Talk to them about their experiences if they're willing to share. Put them in a cryo chamber. No. <laughs> but, but we um, need to preserve history. Uh, but what they learned was war is hell. 
and yep. that it takes weak men to squabble over small issues and sacrifice hundreds of thousands, even millions of lives for some small point on a planet, right? It takes weak men to make those wars, right? It takes strong men to come together and make compromise. That's what we call democracy. Sure, yeah. It also depends on, again, it depends on your definition of weak men and, and, and strong okay, men. Okay, sorry. Because the I'm, weak see, men that start wars, I'm sure, view themselves as strong men. As strong men. And, of course, they have that idea of if you're fighting and you can defeat your enemy, therefore you are strong, right? But it, 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 let's just face the fact that we can do things so much more efficiently and effectively if we just work together. Exactly. Yeah, and that would be according to this chart weak. Weak. Cuz like we working just, working together for the betterment of others is generally libertarian left. But according to this I mean, chart that's weak even though it makes society stronger. If everyone's and, and, just looking out for themselves, that's like caveman times. That's how you get like civil wars. Exactly. And I'm not saying there aren't things that we sh I'm not saying that there aren't things that we should fight for. Right there, like if we are, I hate to bring up World War II again, but Hitler wanted war. He wanted to take over the world. He was, I mean, some uh, historians would argue that he was close. Some ar argue that he wasn't. But nonetheless, if if we had just capitulated, uh, we would be in a much different, possibly worse world than we are now. Yeah. Right. Well, so there know, are. Well, let's relate it. If you know, since World War II and the Nazis are you know so overplayed, let's relate it to something completely unrelated to politics. So in Star Wars, if the okay, yes, <laughs> thank you. Totally apolitical uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, if the rebels didn't blow up the Death Star, then mm -hmm. what happened to Alderaan would happen to so many other planets. Yeah, and they would say, hey, guys, the Empire is just doing what they need to secure their borders, guys. Just, you know, let them do that. MatPat, is that fine. you? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> MatPat, is that you? MatPat. <laughs> you, know, you know game theory, right? Oh, who? Game theory. Oh, uh, what? Wait, my shame leery? I know, I know game theory. I'm yeah. just joking around. Yeah, yeah so... On, he did on their thing. other channel, Film yeah. Theory, they made a video defending the Empire. I don't know if I've talked to you about it. I mean, they're literally space Nazis. So. They are literally space Nazis. MatPat literally made the at least the trains run on time argument. Oh, hang on. I need to let my dog in. Hold on. Just okay. And may I add, there's a way to make the trains run on time um, while also not having to like, like make such fascist remarks. It's called just paying people enough to live and telling them that they're worthwhile and sure, yeah. Um, you know, investing in people around you. Um, yeah. Turns out that when you feel valued and that you have all of your needs covered and that you can prosper and, and thrive, um, it turns out that makes people want to work harder um and makes them want to uh help one another so yeah well you know if the only way to make trains run on time is if they're carrying people to a labor camp uh what's the point of having fast trains exactly and you know even in a very literal sense if that's what trains were being used for i wouldn't want trains yeah um yeah listener uh if you if you want to check out that video i'm sure if you just look up like film theory the empire was right it'll show up Mm -hmm. We've talked about it on the show before, uh, but yeah, uh, Matt Pat defended space Nazis. Not a good look. But I also want to say, though, um, in terms of compromise and democracy and all that fun jazz, 
it goes both ways. So like there will be, there will have to be compromise, like rational compromise with people who you disagree with. So, you know, to get anything done, we need to work together. And, uh, and so legislation that doesn't work will eventually be phased out in my opinion, as I see it. So if we compromise on certain things, well, it doesn't uh, work that, in what way? Uh, I, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of just speculating. This is just more of like a theory of mine where it's like, um, like if, if legislation isn't actually working for the will of the people, um, then it will be eventually phased out. Um, that can be kind of used against me because if you look at things like, you know, gun violence or like gun reform or anything like that, it kind of goes against me, but, um, yeah, well, if you look at like insanely popular policies that go against the will of the rich and corporations, mm -hmm. that doesn't get passed. Exactly. But if it goes against what lobbyists want, then it's not going to get passed. But also look at, um, what has been attempted to be repealed, but wasn't because of advocation. For instance, um, Medicaid or sorry, Medicare. Um, that's for people who are at this point, 65 and up. Um, Congress was trying to put cuts on Medicaid or uh, sorry, Medicare so that they could uh, use that money to be spent elsewhere. People who are on Medicare tend to be 65 and over, obviously. Um, oh yeah. So the voted. olds, we can just kill them off. No, <laughs> uh, for that's not me saying that. That's that's uh, the interests of the corporate elite. Oh yeah, I mean, and that, but that's the thing. We shouldn't. They're not buying things anymore. We don't need them. Well, actually, they're they are buying things. A lot of things. People who are retiring. Am I taking this too literally? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's it's a good discussion to have. Um, um, I I don't like the it's not that deep attitude. So I would never. Uh, you know, okay. hold that on this show. Yeah. I, I always believe it is that deep. Yeah. I'm just a huge advocate for like compromise and, and, and um, people working together because the way I think government should work is that we need to make compromises so that we can work together. And that first off sets a, a, a line of almost like social credit where if I can compromise with you and you can compromise with me, we can trust each other at least. Um. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe in compromise, but it has to be in the right context, in the right framework. Oh, because like most definitely. compromise yeah. in our current system is the is the Democratic Party, which is like mostly under corporate control, compromising mm -hmm. with the Republican Party, who is fully under corporate control, and they also hate you. You see, I I don't think they hate us. I think they see us as a means to a, an end, right? Sure. They don't, there's no, and that's the issue. There's no emotion in it, right? There's no caring. There might be for some constituents, but to do anything, to pass anything, they have to go with the, with, with the majority. Well, right? we're just seen as numbers. I mean, yeah, but it's not, I, I feel that as the devoid of, of caring and devoid of, 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 um, of hatred or love for that matter sure but we need to be able to start a, a trusting line of credit with with one another to get things done and then if we compromise things that weren't such a good idea 
will be repealed or be worked around through states and things that did make sense and did work will be built upon. Yeah. Yeah. Compromise is like, it for sure is, is, uh, it's not a bad thing in a system that's designed to serve the people and where everyone has the same goal, I guess, you know, the same goal of mm. having a society that functions, not letting people starve and die. And, yeah. you know, when it, when it can be prevented mm-hmm. and because, because you know, right now there's so much like corporate money in politics that a lot of politicians don't see their job as helping the people that elected them. It's mm-hmm. their job well, is to get the next, um, you know, get the next payday, get the next, uh, big mm-hmm. donation from whoever their backers are. Well, I, I am, and I, I hate to be the college student who's like, I'm taking a political science class, but I am, in fact, taking a political science class, and we actually talked Nerd. about lobbying. And <laughs> we talked about lobbying and why it's important, and part of it um, is good because, um, well, for one, campaigns aren't cheap, and so having lobbyists that are willing to make donations uh, for advoca- uh, advocacy for certain uh, bills and legislation is, is good, but it also helps... Uh, stimulate co- uh, uh, competitive elections. So I, I wouldn't say that makes lobbying good. I would say that makes I'm, it no. more necessary for the individual candidates. I I would personally I would make- be in favor of like giving candidates a campaign budget, not having to have them like come up with their own budget. You know, because because by who though? I guess it would be paid for by the government or something. I, I mean, I don't have a concrete plan for it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, an idea that I have that like, totally th- there's well, gotta be this- something different from what we have now where it's whoever has the most money can pay for the most ads and has the most oh, yeah. like I don't airtime. disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Um, but through my point of view, it's not lobbying. That is the issue or money. That is, I mean, money to an extent is the issue. Because money kind of money is the most direct route to power, and power corrupts up absolutely in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it's not the money; it's how we use the money. It's not lobbying; it's how we use the lobbying, right? So sure, yeah, it just happens that lobbying is very commonly used by corporate interests. Oh yeah, well you know why, and this is what I hate about like the apathy that the American people have taken toward voting, but. Um, they, people who believe that the government, like, what does the government do for me? You know, what, um, how can I benefit? How can I, what affects me, right? Well, it affects you because look at how much, like, corporate money is going into politics alone, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of power centralized in government. Um, and that's good for us because it means that we have a, a, a system that is designed to make sure I don't mean to sound like a, a fascist authoritarian, but to make sure that we keep some form of order in our society. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that makes you fascist. I just think that it – I mean, I don't know what label it would make you, but I, I think it's very sensible to want some level of order in a society. Yeah. Even but again, it's even, like, even it's, the it's most order. like libertarian society has – or the most mm-hmm. libertarian like idea of a society has some level of order. And like it's it's order, right? But it's not – it's not all encompassing, all um, all justified order. It's a spectrum. You know what I mean? It's a spectrum. Like, and that's why it's important that we have like states and state reg- regulations that can conform to their constituents' needs. 
and the way that they run their their society, the way they run their uh, uh, they run their lives. You know what I mean? It's it's complicated, and I think about this way too much. But I am a huge fan of democracy, and I think democracy is the way to go. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. We yeah we've talked about it. We we were talking about it like the last night or the night before um, mm-hmm. about like how democracy is good, but you know there's arguments against it where like, you know, the people don't know what they want and, you know, using like anti-maskers as like a, or anti-vax people as Mm -hmm. an example of like, you know, you do want these people to have a say, well, yeah, but you know, when it comes to crafting policy, let experts handle the minutia, let the people as a, as a, as a whole decide the direction, I, I guess is the, is the way to describe it. And I mean, I I wouldn't say like like make the sure people, people decide that we don't want this disease around, and we let the experts at not having diseases around handle mm-hmm. the the details of it. But we decide but the also, direction. It's that means it's also important though for the um, for the arena that the American people excuse me I'm burping the uh, arena that the American people control. It's important to make um, educated and and educated and good decisions about who are making decisions in, in government, right? So that they can put the right people in yeah. those positions to make the smart decisions. Yeah, it would be, it would be great to have a more educated voter base. Um, you know, public uh, tuition-free college would be a, a good... Uh... I, I got that, you know. So I got the Freedom for Frontliners scholarship because I, I worked during the pandemic as an essential worker. You put your body on the line, therefore you get tuition money. Isn't and America great? Isn't this a great well, system? Here's the thing. This is what like made me possibly slightly religious, though. Um, like I, I lost faith in society because of all the anti-maskers and all the anti-vaxxers, while also believing that they have a right to say what they want to say, but I was disappointed that society was feeding into it. And so... Um, I, when I was working, I understand that I had a, a, a history of like lung issues. I have asthma and I have a history of getting pneumonia um, more often than the average. And so when I was working, I was very adeptly aware that if I got COVID, I could be easily put into the ICU on a ventilator and die. Oh, yeah. And knowing that I, I kept working because I wanted to do my part to help my, my society and help my, my, uh, my local people, my, my community. Um, but I was also like almost more than willing to die for that. I was willing to die for my community. I was like willing to die to help people is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just a shame that it had to come to that. I mean, uh, I, to some people that's a shame to me. It's, it's something that's worthwhile to me. Yeah. That's my personal, that's my personal take on it at least. Yeah, that's a that's a good attitude to have, you know, uh being community oriented like that. It's just a shame that it had to come to that because of so many people not being community oriented. And you know, and that's where we have to carry forgiveness and grace and love for one another. For sure. Because it it's hard to it's hard to look past the fact that there are some people who aren't trying to get you sick, they're just ignorant. Yeah. They're just ignorant. And even though there's nothing that you can do to change their mind about the situation, um, 
they they don't mean you harm. They just think that their actions won't cause you harm. Yeah, they yeah, it's it's a symptom of I guess a system of mis- misinformation where it's especially like on social media and misinformation is platformed so much and then it it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Like QAnon. Like QAnon. Like no yeah. one would be no one would be thinking like, oh yeah, the, the politicians drink baby blood and the vaccine will like turn you into a frog or whatever. Mm-hmm. No one would be thinking that if it wasn't spread around on Facebook. Hmm. Well, keep in mind too, QAnon is slowly falling apart as we speak. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So did like, you see that they're they were waiting for JFK Jr. to come back and reinstate Trump, which is weird because JFK Jr.'s dad, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, fortieth uh, president of the United States, I think. Something like um, that. What was he forty? I think he was thirty ninth. I forget. Anyway, unimportant. either either way, I think we can both agree. He was a president. He was a president, but he was also a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't see why a Democratic president would be putting a Republican president back in office. That doesn't, well, beyond the fact that you can't do that, um, there's no constitutional backing to show that a president can be reinstated after losing an election, unless you do a, a military coup d'etat on <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> Gavin, um, I don't think these people are concerned with the procedure. They literally thought JFK Jr. was going to come back. These people um, are out of their minds. That's you see why I lost faith in in society. You see, you see why. Do <laughs> you see my reasoning? Yeah, yeah. You, you, I hate being aware of things that are happening that's why you got to like ground yourself you have to have something that connects you to other people other than the internet so you can just keep believing that people are good and like i even if it's not true you're gonna be happier if you believe it Mm -hmm. and like i don't mean to be like jesus freak because i'm not jesus freak um but i may or may not have turned to God. I'm still kind of in a, in a, a religious um, turmoil, so to speak. I was an atheist for like a good nine or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I was like, what, if I don't believe in society, what do I believe in? You know? Yeah. And I don't want to be a nihilist. You know, I did, being a nihilist is not a very good frame set to be in. So I, I yeah, it's know, not fun. So anyway, sports, huh? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Joe Rogan, do better. <laughs> and Joe Rogan, I know, I know you're listening, and I know you can do better than that. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm disappointed. I'm like a parent right now. I just want you to do better than that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have enjoyed his stand-up very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I have historically believed that he is a funny person. Mm-hmm. Until he followed up his Nazi meme with the other post that I have linked. Yeah. It's, it looks like it was ripped from Facebook. Yeah. So what if he's just joking though? He's not. How do you know he's not joking though? I, I just know. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> I don't think Joe Rogan is in touch enough to post this ironically. First of all, the caption says repost at 
uh, some other person. <laughs> Repost, I've been hashtag doomsday not prepping. joking. Hashtag. I've been doomsday prepping just in case. And then it's the laugh crying emoji, which like, if he's using that, he does not know irony. Uh, Ernie? You just say Ernie? Irony. <laughs> I Ernie. Ernie, sorry. Um, so anyway, it's this like, it's a screenshot from like, Mass Effect or something. I don't know what game it's from, but it's a screenshot from a video game. It's like post-apocalyptic-y looking. It says, the year is 2034. The Cash Me Outside girl is president. There are 67,298 genders. It's illegal to have an opinion. I'm the last straight male. This is my story. I mean, Whose obviously grandparent taken... did you take this from? Oh, that's way out of proportion. Oh, that's sickingly, like... Oh my gosh, no one wants to not have no, an opinion. I, I'm going to break this down point by point. The Cash Me Outside girl is president. No one wants that. No one has called for that. I don't, I honestly, I do not know what that is referring to. Like, who is that making fun of? I, like, I, Democrats I, aren't the ones that pushed forward a reality TV star. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, you're completely correct on that. Wow. Holy shit. Like, Democrats elect the most boring people. The Republicans like, are the oh. ones that, that elect people from TV. Have you heard of Al Gore? Do you know who Al Gore is? <laughs> exactly. His, his, okay. A lot of people and, only know him from South Park. Cause, cause, yeah. cause of the whole man bear pig thing, which South I thought Park was, what, I Futurama. thought was funny when I watched it as a kid. Cause I was like, Oh, man, bear pig. That's such a ridiculous thing. I, I, th I think that might be a reference to him being like overly alarmist about climate change, which aged very poorly South Park, making fun of someone for caring about climate change too much. Oh yeah. No, totally. Oh yeah. That aged terribly. Oh, it aged so poorly. But anyway, yeah. Next point for, from this meme that I'm breaking down like a piece of fine art. Uh, there are 67,000 genders. It is... That's why I know this meme is old. Because no one has talked about the number of genders besides mm -hmm. the right. Like the yeah. like right wing people that are like, yeah, there's only two genders. Those are the only two. Those are the only people talking about the number of genders there are. No one on the left is doing that thing anymore where they post like the chart with all the genders and all the pronouns and stuff. Yeah. That's only right wing reactionary people. I feel like, well, I felt like I saw like, okay, I saw the, that second hand on YouTube from Tumblr. Sure. Yeah, but the the gender discourse now has moved more towards like being trans, being male, female, or mm -hmm. non-binary. That's yeah, about totally. it. No one's using um, neo pronouns anymore. Mm -hmm. But I would like to make one very like I'm trying to be polite um, and choose my words correctly because um, you know there's like all these flags for all the genders, and I think it's great that people have um, like a symbol for their for how they feel and, and uh, how they uh, identify themselves. I also think that straight people should have a flag. I, and I know that because I've had a, a talk with one of my, um, one of my queer friends about, uh, about that. And uh, he said that 
straight people, sh something along the lines of straight people shouldn't have a flag because we're the context, right? Yeah. It's been always, you know, straight, male and female. If, if you're like, the default, you don't need a flag. And I, I see that, but the reason to have a flag is to identify with your, uh, with your gender and sexual orientation. And I may, I may not have that completely correct, but just bear with me. Um, and, and being straight is a sexual orientation, right? So yeah, just for the, just on the basis, not to try to derail or erode anyone else's feelings on the matter. I want to be as polite as possible on this, but, um, I, with, with being straight, being, uh, you know, a sexual orientation, I think that they should have representation as well. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's already representation for straight people because they are the default. Like, the reason yeah. that, okay. like, any minority needs special representation is because they're underrepresented in the population okay. as a whole. Like, if the population mm -hmm. is represented in something, meaning, like, everyone, the default assumption is, like, straight and white, historically male- and so out of that comes movements like like black power, like pride, um, mm -hmm. because society has already otherized these groups. And so now that they're already otherized, they need to, I guess, advocate for their own existence. Straight people don't really okay. have that as an issue. That's where the yeah. flags really come from. It's not just about being a group. It's about the necessity for this group to fight for itself. That's, and that's to, really more where it comes from. So it's, I mean, and I might be phrasing this wrong, but is it, uh, is it an attempt to remain relevant or is it an attempt to something to... like that? Okay. It's, it's an attempt to be seen. If you're straight, you don't need to fight to be seen. You are the default. You're the assumption. If someone meets you, they assume that you're straight, but you know, to, unless okay. you're like cartoonishly but I can, gay, I have, I'm an example of that, of a fault in that logic, because a lot of people assume that I'm just gay. I'm, in fact, a straight white man. I understand that I'm in a privileged position, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but a lot of people, when they hear the inflection in my voice and see that I like dressing nice and smell all right, I fit kind of a, a, a pre-pressed kind of yeah. gay stereotype. See, that's, yeah, so that's, a, that's that, a symptom of stereotyping, which is another another manifestation of the otherizing of queer people. But even people who are queer think that I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an internalized stereotype. All right. It's, it's so universal that like even the even people, people that it's like are? making fun of essentially, uh, believe it, man, that's, uh, it's rocking a hard spot in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, but what I'm saying though, is if, you know, uh, assuming that you don't have any like stereotypically gay features, the assumption is that you're straight. People assume that I'm straight. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm very straight point. passing, but uh, I'm bi. Uh, so this podcast does get diversity points. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were leaving the podcast though. What's that? I didn't know you were leaving the podcast. Yeah. You said you're, you're bi. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry, that was a terrible joke. But yeah, yeah, the, the, the assumption, the default assumption is that someone is straight. So you don't really need uh, to reiterate for the millionth time. You don't need a flag for the, the default. Straight. 
Yeah, I, I think there's just a general misunderstanding of why groups have flags. I think because, you know, there was like the whole super straight thing, which is idiotic. They're like, well, that? we need a flag. Oh, you, you never heard of that? Super straight? Yeah. So it's from a few months ago. It's basically a bunch of like teenage boys on TikTok were like, uh, well, I'm straight, but I wouldn't date a trans woman. Uh, so someone that transitioned from male to female, yeah. uh, they think that's gay um, because they don't view that person as a woman. So they thought, oh, I need a new orientation. That's, a, that's its own orientation. I'm going to call it super straight, implying that if you're straight and you date a trans woman, uh, then you're gay. Or you're not as straight because to them, trans women aren't women. And they say like, oh, it's just a preference. Well, if it's just a preference, then you don't need to like say it because no one asked. Yeah. No one asked if you would date a trans woman. You just said out of the blue, no, I wouldn't date a trans woman because women, trans women aren't women. They, they just wanted an excuse to be transphobic. Okay. So they invented a pretend sexual identity, and then they're like, well, now that I have this special identity, you have to respect it. You have to respect my transphobia. And it was just a whole shit show. Because oh, it's people. A bunch of them were just trolling and looking for the like reaction. You know how people will like wear a swastika just to like trigger the libs. Yeah, like uh like the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think I, that's a band, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't they use a bunch of, Yeah. Yeah, they No, the guns that shoot dildos. Um Yeah, uh this uh yeah. If I was a Wild West outlaw, I would want to carry Sex Pistols. <laughs> I feel like that's something that should be adopted by the LGBT community, just Sex Pistols. Mhm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe that's a word for penis. I just made the connection. Oh, you know, maybe you're right. Oh, man. Hey, I may be late, but I get there, okay? Oh, totally. Me I'll, too. I'll make the connection. It'll just be decades after everyone else did. Yeah, exactly. Same, same here. I remember when the OK Boomer thing came out, and I was like, oh, this is so funny. And everyone was like, that came out months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll still do it. Joe Rogan posting a Nazi meme. Okay, boomer. It's fun. It shouldn't. It, I'm not going to say it shouldn't have died out. It died out for a good reason. It was overused. I think it's still funny. Yeah, I think uh, ever since that song came out, that was like, okay, boomer. Like, oh, I yeah. I like, never listened to that. I think that's why it didn't die for me. I, I just, I was like, okay, this is done now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, if you just remain ignorant of uh, current trends you can you can let it you can ride that trend until you die i call that doing the paul mccartney and letting it be yeah being someone that was born after austin powers came out which i think austin powers came out in 1990 the first one came out in 96 right i don't know either way it came out in the 90s being someone that was born after that I can make all the Austin Powers references I want, and it's going to be so funny to me, but all the people that lived through the era of Austin Powers constantly being referenced, uh, they're, they're tired of it, but I, I get to live a happier existence than them. <laughs> and that's how you like to look at it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just ignore yeah. when the meme dies, 
and it will be alive to you forever. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's Oh, deep. dude, I still, I watch Vines, and now I just don't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch them that much. It's, it's like a drug. Kind of. I mean, don't TikTok's use it as much. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, TikTok, I... Haley uh, says that Haley's told me that she wants to delete it because it's like ruining her attention span. Oh, dude, like if, I had to if, delete if, it because I if was she doesn't spending get, eight hours on it a day. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to waste a bunch of time on it. Oh, on TikTok, it's so easy. Because like each Ugh. each video is a minute or less or up to three minutes, but yeah. they're well, usually around a, point, a minute. It came to a point for me that I was like, okay, I'm spending eight hours on this. I'm actually wasting my life. Yeah. I'm yes, actually these, like, I'm not just like, not just like, ha, ha, oh, wow, I'm actually being a part of a community. It's like, no, I'm wasting my life right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hard. for sure. Yeah, because like each, each video is so short and they're all enjoyable or if it's not enjoyable, you just skip past it like it never existed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's so easy to sink so much time into it. Oh, man. Because like so you watch easy. 60 TikToks, that's an hour. Oh my god! But that's like full. Like, uh, you know, if I just kind of skipped past a couple, then I'd find one that caught my eye and I'd watch that one. And then, of course, they would add like a little like thing at the end that like you would see right at the end of the video, and you're like, oh, I have to cycle through again to see what that was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm a bit more resistant to it because Haley was saying that like if something doesn't grab her attention in a few seconds, she's gone. Personally, I've always been like that, so I don't think there's been any change. Uh, I have so I, I get to keep severe. using it. I have, I have, I think undiagnosed ADHD. Um, so like anything that reduces your attention span, like what are you going to get at lower than zero? <laughs> That's why yeah, I can um, keep using TikTok. Oh yeah. No, I was easily like get home from work at like six. It's midnight and I'm still watching TikTok. Oh yeah. Like it, it's like, wow. Okay. I need to do something about this. Like, you know, in that, the same position in my work clothes. Like, didn't oh even yeah. change. The funny thing is, eight hours at work feels so long, but then ten hours of watching TikTok goes by so quickly. Like, so quickly. And you're like, then you're just sad, and you're like, wow. I really yeah. did do this to myself, didn't I? Existence is pain. Existence is futile. Yeah, I've I've been using creativity to, like, uh, not think about how... Uh, how how painful existence is by the mm -hmm. way subscribe to my youtube channel uh by the way i don't have a youtube channel uh just leave me alone i guess by the way <laughs> i uh, i've told you this privately now i'm gonna put public pressure on you with the three people that listen to this uh i think gavin you should start posting on tiktok because you post stuff uh, on your Snapchat story. I think it's funny. I, I want the world to see it. Also, it's really easy to blow up on TikTok. I mean, and that, like I totally that can would. be used just, to promote the podcast. See, I it all cycles back. Oh, I see. It's back to you. Yeah. It all, um, it all goes back to me. You see, I totally would if um, I wasn't actually slightly afraid of fame. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to get that big and then like life hits you in the face and you have to get a job. They're like, Hey, you're that guy on TikTok. I don't want to be that dude. Oh yeah. You know, I just don't, I want to be like, well, yeah, either, yeah. either get so big that you can live off of it or get like, get to like 10 K then shut it down 
You act like it's super easy, though. I don't think it's as easy as people make it out to be. It's not easy. It's, it's, um, I mean, once you get going, it's easier, but like if you're starting from nothing, then yeah. it's pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, you have nothing to lose. Just go ahead and post. <laughs> you have nothing to lose except for possible career. You're either not going to get famous and you'll be fine or you'll get famous and you can like, you can work with that. Yeah. But what if an employer sees it and they're like, Oh, that was funny in 2020, but now it's offensive and now you don't have a job. Yeah, I guess you just know, don't post anything that would get you fired. And plus, like, what will I say to my children when they're like, Dad, what did you do when you were a 20-some-year-old? Like, oh, I was on TikTok. Hey, they'll think that's so cool. Will they? TikTok will they, won't though? be around, but by then it will be like a historic thing. Like, what if someone's like, Even now, Dad, if you tell someone that you were like a Vine star, like that carries some clout. Not just because Vine was like a big platform, but also because it's like historic now. It was the first of its thing. It was definitely. But am I just trying to talk myself out of this? I feel like I'm just trying to talk myself out of it. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace the, the fame that you'll definitely get. Yeah. No, the I mean, way that TikTok I've, works is you'll have at least one video that gets a, a, a high view count. And then... Yeah. Like, like that's the minimum. Like, you will at least have something that reaches a lot of people. Like, I've had a couple that kind of blew up. Um, I don't post TikToks? enough to really stay relevant on the app in any yeah. meaningful way. But I've had a couple videos get a few thousand views. Okay. Hey, there you go. And likes. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me check my profile. By the way, link in description. <laughs> Shameless plugging, right? Yep. Also okay, on yeah, the, I had one I had one that got 3000, one that got 1800. Wow. Uh the rest are Oh, I had Oh, my uh, screen oh, rant, my screen rant video got 1200 views. Um yeah, the rest are like at like 130 to like um 130 to like 800. Hmm. I told my manager your joke about um expectations for uh um little caesars oh yeah what was uh what was it again it was is like it the one that i posted i maybe you sent it to i think your snapchat story okay yeah yeah You're the like, one that I posted. their expectations are that it's hot and that it's ready there's no nothing like oh it's also quality pizza no it's hot and it's ready come and eat yeah yeah i yeah in the video i was saying uh for the listeners that haven't watched the video i was saying basically like you got to appreciate how openly little caesars does the bare minimum because they don't advertise their pizza as good they advertise it as hot and they advertise it as ready which are like the two most essential components of any pizza i feel like that's like the, if it's not uh, hot or ready that legally makes it a lunchable <laughs> that's what got me that bit there um i think it's that's the pizza equivalent of like just like taking out your dick and smacking it on the table. It's hot and it's ready. Little Caesars are like dick pics. And the rest of the <laughs> pizza world is like how women take nudes. <laughs> I eat Domino's now. I've graduated. Domino's, I would say, is a step above Little Caesars, but it's still... Kind of meh. It's, it's in the same ballpark. It's where so it's like, salty. It's, it's it is pretty so salty. salty. It's so cheap. 
it's a good value for what you're paying. It's fifteen dollars. It's, it's expensive. Well, you can get like you know what they're like five nine or yeah five ninety nine two or more deal. You can get two pizzas for six dollars each. At Little Caesars or Domino's? At Domino's. Uh, large pizzas or just normal sized? I think they're medium. Oh shit! Yeah. I think I was eating their bougie shit, and um. <laughs> yeah, you probably got something nicer from the menu. Huh. I work at a pizza place where everything is made fresh and we get free pizza while we work and we get discounts if we order and uh, uh-huh. it's pretty good. Yeah. I, um, at my work, um, they give you free samples and, um, um, you know, it's pretty good <laughs> for the, for, for the viewers who might it really gets me through my shift. Technician. I'm a pharmacy technician. Um, I'm joking also. So any DEA agents that are watching and I know you're watching, um, I'm joking completely. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not joking about mine. I get good pizza. Hey, there you go. And I don't there care what the DEA has to say about it. DEA can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, you want to move on to the next segment? Amen, brother. Let's do it. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Hell yeah, brother. So this is a segment that I wanted to do for a couple episodes. It's just we ran out of time. Um, this is a little hypothetical a, a conversation starter a, a prompt. Um, so the premise. So for background, what inspired me to want to talk about this is I saw Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi uh, is how you pronounce it. Uh, I saw it in theaters when it came out. And I'll tell you how old or how long I've wanted to do this segment uh and i you haven't seen it yet have you no i haven't okay so there's this scene where they go to like an underground like arena like fighting ring and wong from dr strange fights abomination and he gets to use his sling ring which is a piece of equipment that sorcerers use to make portals and he uses that in the fight Mm -hmm. so like People can just bring in whatever gadgets they want. I guess that that was my takeaway. You can just bring in whatever piece of equipment you want. God help you if someone brings in a gun. Right. That makes the (laughs) fight short. Um, I just feel like Iron Man would jump in there and be like, oh, is he dead in this one? He's dead in this one. Oh, never mind then. It's also like underground illegal fighting. Oh, really? It's like street fighting? It's not street fighting. It's in a very tall building. Oh, I see. But it's in an it's in a arena. Um. But anyway, uh, that got me thinking. Like, if they were allowed to use any of their equipment slash gadgets, who like what character would win in a fight? Yeah. Like hypothetical. Like what what character if they could use I, I anything like, like any gadget I, associated with them, who would win? Like Batman gets to use his batarangs, etc. I honestly feel like um, Iron Man, like, okay, I know he's not alive, but like hypothetically, if it's like, anyone, oh yeah, this is like any character. Okay. I feel like Iron Man would like just figure out how their magic works and then find like a scientific way of like recreating it and making it backfire on them. You just shoot a missile at him. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I, that's what I would do. Shoot a missile it's at like, him. Boom. Um, um, that's it. It's, that's what I think would happen. Haley needs me to open a jar of garlic. Hold on. 
Dude, is she like eating that garlic? That wasn't even hard to open. It was so hard to open. That was so easy to open. Okay, who do you think would win in a battle? Uh, Alex or a jar of garlic? Uh, Clearly me, as I just demonstrated. I don't know. I feel like that garlic was weakened by Haley. And, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like we need another. We need a rematch. I'll tell her to screw it on even tighter and I'll uh, they'll Mm -hmm. make it a fair fight. That's what she said. (laughs) I have to try to unscrew the garlic, but in turn, the garlic has to unscrew me. (laughs) Get Haley back in the room. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I wanted to have like two versions of this prompt, one with and one without the what I call the no alien X rule. So I don't know if you're familiar with Ben 10. Um, I am familiar with Ben 10 and, uh, alien X is the one alien that is uh, pro LGBT and, um, is trying to find a way to get those, um, get pop sockets on, um, uh, um, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm sorry. Well, you're 100% right about that. But what I wanted to address with that is alien X is one of, uh, one of the transformations, one of the aliens in the show. Uh, ben can transform into it, and the abilities of this alien are that he can do anything. He's basically God. He rewrites reality. Yeah. Um, Isn't that way too much power for one person to have? It is. Yeah, they 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 nerf it in the show by including two other consciousnesses in the transformation. One represents, like, rage and aggression. The other represents love and compassion. And Ben is supposed to be the voice of reason. And unless they all agree then alien X can't do anything. So that's, that's the crux of it. That's, that's why it works in the stories. That's why he never uses it because it's really hard to get them to agree. Okay. Um, but in this hypothetical, uh, there's one version with, uh, with, without alien X, alien X doesn't factor in. Um, and there's one, where uh, Ben 10 is included in the hypothetical and he can use Alien X. Um, so with Alien X, I, I think Ben 10 would win the fight uh, against any character uh, without Alien X involved. I believe the second most powerful being uh, right after the guy that can rewrite reality is Sherlock Holmes. Specifically, oh, I was the about guy to say Ritchie Sherlock version. Holmes, you asshole. <laughs> I was actually like, oh, I think Sherlock Holmes would win. Because <laughs> we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago, but in Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes movie, the second one, uh, there's an entire what fight to girl scene. Girl Ritchie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a scene that takes is a fight scene that takes place entirely in the collective imagination of Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. And it starts off like one of them notices a subtle movement from the other. Sherlock's like, he's going to do this punch. I'm going to counter it with this. And Moriarty's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to counter that with this punch. And then they have an entire choreographed fight scene just conveyed with looks and expressions. And then at, uh, at the end of the scene... Sherlock realizes like he's going to lose because he's like injured and stuff. So he's like, fuck it. We're both going down. Did Moriarty not see that coming? Well, he saw like, the fight scene coming, and Sherlock was like, I'm going to not do that fight scene uh, that we agreed on, uh, and I'm just going to blow my pipe in your face and then pull us both over the edge of this um, 
over the edge of the uh, wow. balcony. Wow, uh, spoilers. Um, oh, yeah, spoilers for this, what, 10-year-old movie at this point? Spoilers. God damn it. If this <laughs> 10-year-old movie, if this movie was sitting out on a counter, it would be rotten. But is I'm it from 2009? Spoilers. Oh, dude. Oh, no, the first one is from 2009. What's the second one from? Oh, 2011. Uh, so, yeah, 10 years old. This 10-year-old movie, spoiler alert. It's a great movie regardless. I think I think it's, it's very pretty, fun. I think it was pretty mediocre, but you know, I'm just a I'm just a film student. I mean, I haven't not, seen it in a while to be fair. But I, know, I remember I it being it. a very fun time. Maybe maybe it, it doesn't hold up on repeat viewings. I mean, I just saw it and was like there's no Iron Man in this. I don't like it. Oh yeah, it's Robert Downey Jr. trying to uh trying to use a British accent. Trying to not be Iron Man, and I'm just, like, not having it. Sorry. Yeah, like that movie where he plays a judge. He didn't even, he didn't, he didn't fire one rocket. A judge? What do you mean? There's a movie from, like, 2013. I think it's called The Judge. It has Robert Downey Jr. in the starring role. Pretty sure he plays a judge, where he plays the All judge's right. son. Um, do you know why Robert attorney. Downey Jr. stopped doing drugs? Because of Iron Man? Because of Burger King. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, and, and then... Yeah, when he, in, in the movie it's reflected when, when he uh, comes back from the place and he's like, I want a burger. <laughs> you tell the story. You remember it better than I do. Oh, yeah. So um, RDJ had just gotten like a whole bunch of drugs, right? And he's like... As I've been on a bender for a little while. Maybe I should um, have something to eat. So he goes to Burger King and he has a burger. And he was like, this is fucking disgusting. And he realized. <laughs> I love this he story. Reali he realized. And this is why I think RDJ is funny. He's like, I can't even enjoy a burger. And he's like, maybe I should stop doing drugs. <laughs> so he just dumped all of his drugs and then got help. Okay. That. It may sound ridiculous to like someone that's never had a moment like that, but that is <laughs> the, the most relatable thing I have oh. ever heard. It's like this burger tastes like shit. I should really talk to my dad again. Like, like to a normal person, it seems like what Burger King, why would that make you change your mind? But there are moments when you just like, like in the case of this, where you just sit down and you eat Burger King and you're like, this tastes like shit. I need to rethink terrible. all of my life decisions. This needs to be, hold on. Who, there, are, there are moments who, in your life where you think, what led me to this? <laughs> who let me do this? And that is, so anyway, that's a Burger King, beautiful story. Burger King just started an ad campaign being like, you know, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you can thank us. That could redeem them after the whole crypto thing. Dude. <laughs> We were so bad that RDJ decided to get back into acting. <laughs> That's great. That's. Um, but speaking of crypto, though, going back to the whole Burger King trying to make people have cryptocurrency, um, we'll probably talk about this in a future episode because it'll probably come up in the news again. But what, what's your what's your take on NFTs? Because I think they're so dumb. Um, I just want to clown NFTs. on them for a minute. NFTs, man, you know, not you, first of all, do you know what they are? Um, not uh, let's see, I know what they are. Not uh, fucking trying. 
that's pretty good. That's a that's actually that's more accurate than the official uh, acronym. What does it stand for? Because it is, it is like they're not fucking trying. Uh, it's it's <laughs> non fungible token. It's it's along the same lines of cryptocurrency. Okay. It's, the way that it's being used is you buy a file. Usually, it's an image with like a piece of artwork, and okay, you know how normal art distribution, digital art distribution works, where you pay and then you can download. And the you have to get the watermark taken off, and then. Right. Yeah. So with this, you buy the piece of art, you get to download the thing, but also you get a token that says that you own it. That's stored in the blockchain. It doesn't affect the art itself. It's the same process as buying it digitally like you normally would, yeah. but you get that token that says that you own this particular instance of this file. And it and the technology for it is so wasteful and it it basically is burning down our rainforests is it actually burning down the rainforest i i mean it i don't know enough to say yeah it definitely is or no it definitely isn't but that's like that's the discourse around it like you're burning down the amazon just to say that you own this picture of a monkey which by the way all of the uh, art being sold as nfts like the people that are really into it are buying Lazy lions and I think they're called bored apes, something like that. Um, there are these like series of NFTs. There's like a bunch of the, I think they're like randomly generated or whatever. Okay. They're the most ugly thing you have ever seen. Hold on, let me let me just Google NFT and then steal one and then send it to you. When I hear NFT, I think not safe for work. Yeah, that's valid. Um, all right, I'm sending it to stuff we send during the show. I'll send the image, and then guess how much it sold for? Um, a million dollars. Close, sixty-nine million dollars. Which, by the way, nice, but also what? It's mil- tens of millions of dollars for this it, ugly. It doesn't monkey. look. I mean, it's cute and all, but it is not. It, I wouldn't Worth. pay a dollar for that. These are what a uh, <laughs> typical NFT looks like, and this is the like the board ape ones. That's what they look like. NFT bros will like buy them for a bunch of money, like thousands of dollars, have them as a profile pictures on Twitter and and then uh, and all that. And it's it's so cringy. That's really like, cringy. Like the art itself is like fine, but the it being an NFT and it wasting so much energy just to maintain this blockchain for no other reason than saying that you own this picture. Yeah. It makes it so much worse. Just letting you know. If you, like, I feel you know, confident hear, saying that this is ugly. If you hear purring, it's my cat. Um, she's it's me. sitting on my lap. Oh, it's actually Alex. Sorry. I, yeah. I don't know why I decided to lie for you. Um, it's okay. You, you don't got to do that. Just thought, um, you don't have to cover for me. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, we both agree Sherlock Holmes would win in a fight. Yeah. Okay. All right. That segment has been concluded. Okay, but Sherlock Holmes is literally the the character version of a Deus Ex Machina. Oh yeah. Even in the books, he like lifted cars and shit. 
<laughs> it's it's elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he was on like copious amounts of cocaine. Lots of cocaine, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Good Sherlock Holmes movie, by the way, is the Secret Life of or the, it's the Personal Life, I think, of Sherlock Holmes. Let me look it up real quick. Anyway, it's a good movie. It's from like the '60s, I think. Um, and it includes everything. It's got the drugs. He does cocaine in the movie. I mean, he, he doesn't do it in the, like he's on cocaine in the movie. Oh, it's oh, the free on, is? it's free on, to, the actor isn't on cocaine. He probably is. But I mean, the character in that case, is on cocaine. He's like, what's wrong with this? Anyway, the movie is free on Tubi. It's free on Pluto, I guess. It's a good movie. Oh, it's from 1970. Um, and also he's like queer coded. Which for the time especially is like incredible. Even now, Weird like, coded? yeah, he's like written as like it's amb- his sexuality is ambiguous, but he's hinted at being oh, I gay. See. Oh, I get you. Okay. Which like it's for the time it feels revolutionary. Even mm-hmm. now with like the BBC Sherlock, he's pretty queer coded, but the creators like will not let people have that. They're like, no, he's straight. <laughs> No, he's a straight guy. He does it just to. He does that just to like throw off the 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 scent of the bad guys. Yeah, and that's a whole other discussion. But uh, yeah. So anyway, in the books, Sherlock Holmes is still OP. You know, we should make an NFT, but it's just like pictures of Sherlock Holmes, and we just take their money, and it's not worth anything. Yeah, I heard there was a TV show that was sold as an NFT for way too much money, and I heard it's not even that good. Huh? What's it called? I don't remember, and I don't even want to give it publicity. Is it called Stealing Money? It should be, honestly. <laughs> Is it called Burning Down the Rainforest? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I just wanted to know what you thought of NFTs, because they... I mean, it, I, I, money will do Honestly, they're universally do. hated at this point. Really? Yeah, like, like you, either you either you hate NFTs, you don't know what they are, or you are really into NFTs. I have a friend who's really into crypto. I'm not sure if he's into NFTs, but um, I'll have to ask him about it. Excuse me. I yawned, if you couldn't notice. Not sure if you know this, but I'm actually hardcore playing Minecraft right now. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so we were supposed to talk about The Matrix in the next episode, which is this episode, which was supposed to come out like a month ago. Um... But then life happened, and yeah, we all have to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, you may be asking, why didn't we record? Uh, that's none of your fucking business, okay? Um, Suck my donk, But thank botch. you for asking. I really appreciate uh, it. I mean, we're really blessed to have such a, a very um, uh, um, interested crowd of people. Um, but fuck you. Yeah. Not but fuck you. But fuck you. No, no, no. You had it right the first time. Oh, but fuck okay. you. <laughs> Bend over. Spread them. Jesus. Um, you think if we made butter out of eagle, we could call it spread eagle? I, you know what? I'm going to cut that out of the podcast because oh, I don't on. want anyone to steal that business idea because it is golden. That's a million so? dollar business idea right there. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is spread eagle. Butter spread. We take beetle. We take um eagle beak. Oh, that's super illegal. <laughs> that's yeah, ridiculously illegal. Sure. We fund it through blockchain technology. Um, 
you're not actually buying the the butter. You're buying a token that says that you own the butter, but we keep the butter. Yeah. We keep it safe yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. We hold on to it for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, What's next on the agenda? It actually reminds me. I Sorry to keep going on about NFTs, but I, what? I just remembered a news story where I think a bunch of people bought an NFT of this like tungsten cube and then like someone has the cube but since you paid the money you can go and like touch it for a little bit i think that's an indication of how ridiculous that trend that's is kind of stupid sorry did i say kind i mean that's ridiculously idiotic oh yeah but anyway uh what? the matrix so i haven't watched it since i watched it for the episode that was supposed to come out a month ago Originally, I thought it was a biopic about a guy named Matt Ricks, but I guess I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I I just wanted to talk about, you know, ideas around it. So I guess it's okay that I uh, lazily didn't rewatch it. Whatever. I, re- I actually rewatched The Animatrix uh, along with The Matrix because... Oh, I thought The Animatrix was um, an anime version of The Matrix. It's well, it's anime inspired in like its art style, but it's a collection of short stories that take place in the Matrix universe. It's really oh, good. It, it fleshes out the lore a lot. Gotcha. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. But anyway, I, you know, I wanted to talk about the ideas around it. Like a lot of people don't realize that the Matrix is an allegory for being trans, uh, at least in part. Like it, it really it can. Yeah, there's it can definitely be read that way especially since both the directors of it are trans. Um, I did not know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they, they didn't transition um, until after the movies were uh, had already been made, but like you How can clearly see the, um, you can clearly see their identity being, um, you know, projected onto the story. Yeah, totally. That's really cool. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool way to read into the movie. Uh, there's a YouTuber curio that did a video about the matrix sequels actually, and about how they're good actually. And she breaks down like, you know, she breaks down in part the trans allegory in the matrix and it's really good. It's a, uh, a good, you know, uh, piece of analysis about the movies. Uh, so definitely, definitely check that out. I'll probably link it in the description if I can remember to do that. Um, but yeah, like the, you know, the red pill and the blue pill. Yeah. So the red pill represents, well, I'll start with the blue pill. The blue pill represents antidepressants. And that's the pill that lets you just like go back to your normal life. Like nothing happened, you know, in the movie. Yeah. And the red pill or yeah, the red pill is what takes you out of the confines of the system and lets you be your free, truer self that represents an estrogen pill if you're transitioning to female uh, and a testosterone pill if you're transitioning to male. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that was like explicitly intended, but that's definitely mm-hmm. a, a very common interpretation. Yeah. One that I find pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, uh, Cause uh, I'm on antidepressants and uh, <laughs> Oh, I chose that blue pill hard. Oh Yeah. Not that I'm trans, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, like I like I said earlier, there's a lot of different ways to read into the story. If you're trans, it's very easy to see your uh, your journey reflected in the movie. 
And it can also be read as anti-capitalist, which I think is maybe a more common reading of it. Um, Because it's, it's, it may be, I don't want to say surface level, but it's a more surface level, I guess, interpretation of, of the, uh, of the world of the matrix where the matrix represents the capitalist system and you know the agents are the, the people that uphold the system um and you know uh, i guess the way that i saw it is that the fantasy is that there's a way out you the know fantasy is that there's a way out the fantasy of the movie of this universe is that there is a way out oh i think you meant like the way like there's no way out right and like that's that's how it feels in in real life. Like there's no way to really escape. Oh, I see the system yeah. that we're in, because like we're not really prepared for anything other than that. And the fantasy of the Matrix, I think, is that someone helps you out of it, and they like okay. uh- show you how to live outside of the system. Which like I don't even know. Like you know, as a comparison to capitalism, I don't even know what that would represent you know like living outside of the system maybe that's a symptom of it like that the the fact that i don't i can't imagine a world outside of the system that we have well i just you know i think um because i mean certainly there were a lot of people who who couldn't view a a system that oh hold on my computer's dying let me quickly yeah um, plug it in real quick get in there and we're saved. Continue. Awesome. Um, um, anyway, I think we've made a system that's like made us all comfortable. But I think as we live in this system and we've not experienced any other, that it seems like this is all we got. Yeah. Like it seems like the, the clearest way out of, you know, finger quotes, the system, which is, I guess, society or whatever. Um, I guess the clearest way out of that is like living off the land, building a cabin, going off grid. Dude, I think that'd be fun. It would be. If, like, if that was, like, your skill set and you could vibe with that, that seems, like, way better than working a nine-to-five and, like, living in an apartment in a city. Until you want to play Minecraft, that is. Yeah. I mean, there's ways to have both, like, having modern conveniences without feeling crushed. Or just become an Amish. Yeah. Yeah, just become Amish. Because it's that easy. Just, just, just become Amish. Just join a cult. Just join. Live in a commune. Fuck um, it. But yeah, that's that's the way that I like to read into it as sort of an mm-hmm. anti-capitalist uh, fantasy. You know, because it it does it does feel that way. Like you're trapped in a system that you know one doesn't care about you, is feeding off of your life energy to make itself continue functioning. You know what I mean? I totally get you. Um, I mean, I guess I don't view the world as being that bad anymore. Um, because, like, well, that's again, the blue pill have, talking. I mean, if we look at how life is now relative to how it was turn of the century, we've made such amazing strides. Oh, in yeah. Everything. Literally it's, everything. It's definitely the past better. was the worst. Oh, you yeah. Know? Um, uh, but you know, I I also view democracy as being that that uh, red pill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
it, it yeah it depends on your interpretation of it like what is it because it's open-ended enough that you can fill it in with whatever you think is the solution you know talking about the red pill the red pill yeah. can represent democracy it can you know if if you're inclined towards it it can it, it can represent violent revolution that's not how i see it but you can read into it as the yeah. red pill is the solution whatever the solution is to you is the mm -hmm. red pill for those of you who are watching i really like democracy i like it too yeah i mean people argue against democracy like people don't know how to govern themselves what so you're gonna have one person decide what if that yeah. person's out of their mind like yeah. it, it's what if that what if that person wants to just like like nuke texas no matter what it is it's still people in charge so you might as yeah. well just have the majority rule themselves mm -hmm. yeah but hey, that's I, that I may concur. be bold of me to say. That may be a crazy hot take. Wow. I like you know, democracy. You're starting to sound like one of those crazy liberals. <laughs> I don't think that we should like send the poor people to labor camps. Hey, call me crazy. Call me crazy. I think that everyone should have a free ac a good and free access to um, education. Oh, you're sounding like a hippie. Oh, we, yeah, that's another thing that we were talking about the other day. Remember when we were talking about like how funny uh like right wing conspiracy theories are about about like liberals and like the liberal takeover? Yeah. How it's like first they give you health care, but then it's a oh, slippery yeah. slope from there. Then, then they, they pay for your, your college. <laughs> then it gets then scarier from there. Sure they build public transit. <laughs> oh man. It's just like I just want to help you. I just want to like make sure you're good, bro. That's it. I just want yeah. to make sure you got food. You know, government cheese, the cheap cheese that's yellow and like is definitely the color of chemicals. Yep. Like that cheese is so good. And like even see, that's the like, blue pill. Even those, <laughs> even those like conspiracy nuts are like, I need to live on government cheese because it's the only thing that can live. That can survive. That I can survive on. It's like you know that was made by the government, right? Like, <laughs> I remember there being an interesting story behind government cheese. How like the government bought way too much of it, and then they like tried well, giving it away. What happened was they were subsidizing a bunch of milk, right? Yep. And so because they were subsidizing it, a bunch of farmers started making a shit ton of milk, and then um, we had way too much milk, and so the government was like, "Shit, what do we do with this milk?" And they're like, make it into cheese and then store it somewhere. And so they did that. And uh, now we have government cheese for like ever. Yep. See, that's, that's the power of centralized government. We could not have that sheer amount of cheese if we had an anarcho-capitalist <laughs> system. Guys, so something seriously is not cheesy here. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess the next bullet point I have is really makes you think about society. Um, and then the bullet point under that is unironically, um, but yeah, What's so up? there's another movie that? that I think has a very strong anti-capitalist message and that's office space. Have you seen office space? I don't, I want to say it's the office, but I doubt it's the office. It's a movie called office space. I think it's from 1999. Uh, I have it on my Plex server. Uh, I don't know if I've given you access to that yet. Uh, it's really good. It's, I view it as the matrix but the protagonist takes the blue pill at the end. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. So sure about that idea. Like, does he take, by the way, I want to say, I 
keep saying red pill and blue pill. I do not want to be associated with the like red pill maniacs online that are like, oh, I'm a misogynist and I take the red pill. Like I, I'm not a joker, dude. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a joker I'm not guy. The joker okay? guys, come on. Like, like, you know, the guys online that are like, I'm just like the joker and I take the red pill. I'm I, twisted and I would marry. I am coming at this from a media analysis perspective, not women won't sleep with me. I'm just like the joker. Women won't sleep with me. I'm just like the Joker. Even the Joker found someone to sleep with them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Every Joker needs his Harley. Every, like, okay, guys, listen. Here's what you need to do. You need to start finding things you enjoy to do. Once you find those things that you enjoy to do, invest in it. Find people who like to do that thing, too. Hang out with those people. And then, uh, you, you know, there might be a girl in that group. And you might get schmitten with her, right? And then you guys get together and you kiss and you hug and you make some love and then you got a baby. And that's where babies come from. And thus concludes the sex ed segment. Yes, thank you guys. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, um, I kind of want to make a video about this on my YouTube channel, but yeah, I, I see clear parallels between Office Space and The Matrix where... They're both stories about an office worker that tries to find a way out of the system where in an office space. So I'll, ex I'll explain the, what happens in the movie. Like I won't spoil like the ending or anything, but what happens it's, it follows this office worker and his girlfriend takes him to a hypnotist because he hates work. And you know, he's like, you know, struggling with like his mental health. He's just not satisfied with life. Mm -hmm. So he goes to this hypnotist, the hypnotist puts him under in a trance and he's like, you are letting go of all of your cares in the world. You have, you are completely, your mind is a blank. You are free. You know, you have let go of all your, your cares and worries in the world. Then the hypnotist dies. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's so like, when I snap my them? fingers, you will come out of this trance and, and then I he dies. Die. So he's still in this carefree state for the rest of the movie. And then he just like stops going to work and he like, he, <laughs> it happens at the same time that they're doing like layoffs and stuff. And they have these like corporate guys coming in to like interview people. And he just chads his way into management. What do you mean? Cause he, like, cause he doesn't give a fuck. And then he like <laughs> goes into the interview and he's like, yeah, I come in 15 minutes late. I get, hardly any work done here you know why it's because i do the bare minimum just to not get fired i have no stake in this company and then they're like so impressed by it that they're like this guy is upper management material i love huh. office space so much it is such a, a great movie um but yeah i might i might make a video about the you know the parallels and comparing and contrasting because it does kind of go back to what I was saying earlier where the matrix, the fantasy is that there's a way out of the system where in office space it ends with not to spoil it, but it ends with obviously, you know, An the guy is still in, Oh, it, he's still in the system. You know, he's still in, I guess, society. Um, mm -hmm. He just has a different job, still in the capitalist framework of, you know, how we organize the economy, but he has a job that makes him happy. So, in a sense, it's like he took the blue pill. 
But he also took the red pill in that he found a way out of his particular shitty situation. Yeah. It's a great movie. I want to, I really want to analyze it for a video. Oh God. I I'm trying to think of any good movies I've watched recently. Um, fuck. Don't think it. I think the last movie I watched, I was like, wow, that was really good. Was Shawshank Redemption. I actually haven't seen that. It's really good. I recommend it. Um, yeah, I've heard it's uh, really good. Yeah, um, no titties in it, though. Oh. Well, I'm not going to waste my time with that. For anyone who's watching and might possibly hire me in the future, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking that there aren't any titties in Shawshank Redemption. Just but... kidding. There's loads of titties. <laughs> Just kidding. There's loads of titties. I'm no liar about titties. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the crux of that I want to convey. No, um, uh, I would not watch. I would not watch or not watch a movie based on the level of titties, or as you would say in the professional setting, breasts. Thank you for making that statement. You know, I think Minecraft is a good analog for taking the taking the uh, taking the uh, um, taking the, 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 red, the red pill. pill. Because, well, it's a good analog for like... It's a good fantasy because you're all alone. No one's bothering you're all, you. You're all alone, but you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? And so, like, you don't have to charter any, like, any spots, and you don't have to, like, get approval to do anything. You can break all the rules that you want to break. It's the um, ultimate, like, it's the ultimate uh, right libertarian fantasy, and it only works because you're the only one there. Yeah. It only works because you can go to a village and just plunder everything. It only works because you're the only one there and there's no one else that's going to like take your stuff. Because if someone takes your stuff in a, in a right libertarian society, like a, like a, like an ANCAP world, mm-hmm. who, you know, what court are you going to go to? There's, if, and I'm, I'm talking about like full, like no government libertarian, uh, yeah. you know, who enforces property rights? In a in a system without a centralized government, exactly. Fucking no one. And That's why the only reason that Minecraft works is because you're the only one there. Otherwise, if you're yes. playing multiplayer, there is some kind of agreed upon system. Usually, just the social seen- contract. Sometimes there's a government, i.e., a mod for the server that you're on. Mm-hmm. A, mo- a moderator. Have you, seen, I mean. um, have you seen the the fucking um, server two b two d two b two t? Uh, I'm not familiar with that specifically. It's an, uh, Minecraft anarchy server and there, there are no rules and you can do whatever you want. Um, I'm sure it looks great. No, it actually, like some parts do because some people actually do get together and they're like, okay, these are the rules for our little area. This is what we're going to do. And if you disagree, fuck off. Kind of sounds like a government. Wow. It's almost like people are. Agreed on the a, only way for a, an anarcho and an, the only way for an anarchist system to work is if you establish a government inside of that no government system. <laughs> <laughs> That's really true. It's sad. I mean, not sadly true. It is true. And it's not sad because like if men were angels, we wouldn't need any government. Right. Like. Yeah. Even like people who are like, oh, Native Americans didn't have any government. It's like, well, yeah, they did. They, they kind of did. They actually did. They, they had a culture that kind of acted as a pseudo government. Of course, I'm talking from a completely unread, unknowledgeable. No, from what I've heard, um, they actually did have governments. Oh. Like they had like I know there was leadership one... structures and hierarchies. 
I knew there was one um, Native American guy um, who tried to actually make a, like a Native government to fight against uh, American colonialism. And he was defeated, of course, um, sadly. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, but um, I mean, sadly for Natives, I guess we kind of benefit from that being white guys. Um, but nonetheless, he tried and um, it, it's kind of inspiring. Yeah, I think the idea that Native Americans didn't have like their own government is um, it's a product of propaganda to make yeah. them look more savage. Like, oh, these people didn't even have a, a government, so we can genocide them. Well, yeah, like, it's like it's literally that... a defense to say like, oh, you think they were so innocent? And it's like, listen, I'm not talking about them. We're talking about how we massacred all of them. Yeah. Yeah, like there's just this history of propaganda that's dehumanized native american culture to such a, a, a strong degree and uh i'm just gonna come out and say it that's bad yes yes it is yeah it's it's absolutely a total shame man guys alex isn't as edgy as he used to be sorry i'm not racist <laughs> sorry, I'm not, sorry i'm not a colonial uh nazi sympathizer yeah, I named the show Bold of You to Say back when I thought that we were going to have hot takes, but it's just been a whole bunch of like, hey, don't be mean to people. Hey, guys, can we not please be mean? Like, don't be mean. Be nice. Yeah. Please, Such me. edgy takes uh, like <laughs> genocide is bad. Guys, I, you know, genocide, I disagree with that. Democracy, pretty good in my book. Hey man, I would vote for that. Um, what else? Not Nazis, Brad. I I wouldn't make a Nazi, my friend. Anyway, um, I also wanted to talk a bit a little bit about the lore of the Matrix, because mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you can agree with me on this, even without seeing the Animatrix. Although seeing the Animatrix does give you a very good context for the the world the history of this world um but humanity had it coming like not viewing the matrix as like a metaphor like literal like you know in the text humanity had it coming had what like the like the like being the, like the matrix being constructed and humanity being essentially imprisoned in it they kind of had it coming i mean yeah in, like um, in universe i mean um okay what, what was the issue with humanity before so you know how in the movie like the world like the real world is like all nuked and stuff and it's like a, it's like barren it's this post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah yeah that's purely because of humanity they say in they say in the movie that i believe it's uh humanity like fucked up the atmosphere so the sun wouldn't power the robots because they were using solar power because of course they were because it's a way better energy source than fossil fuels yeah yeah of course yeah so the the reason that the robots took over is because uh machines were being used more and more in american and uh, worldwide actually worldwide industrial society um and the, the machines became more advanced and they eventually developed sentience. You know, common uh, sci-fi thing. 
And then they essentially became their own class of people. They were okay. they they took up the space that the working class uh, takes up, you know, because they were the ones yeah. doing the work. Humanity was essentially the 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 upper classes, mm-hmm. and they faced all the hardships that uh, that the working class has faced. Uh, you know, where historically the working classes faced, you know, heavy like union busting and yeah. having like their water supply poisoned. And of course the people in charge don't care because they don't have to deal with it. Um, so it's, you can see it as an allegory for that where the robots are seen as second class citizens and mm-hmm. they are of course not seen as people cause they're uh, technically machines, but they can think and feel. And then, Oh yeah. Okay. So they, you know, they they just kind of coexist with humanity for a little bit. And they exist Biden. essentially as slaves. Like you can buy a robot and have it be like your butler. So Detroit become human. Sure. I haven't played that game, but sure. Um then there's one particular case where a robot butler killed its family mm-hmm. and it looks bad. And the human humanity's like, we can't have this happening. But the robot was gonna be shut down. Okay. It was either the robot dies or the robot defends itself, and the robot chose to defend itself and kill its family, which I uh, think is wrong, actually. But, you know, if self-defense laws apply to humans, they apply to robots, and it seemed like it was clear self-defense. They were going to kill him, and he had mm-hmm. no other choice. Yeah. But humanity saw it Of course, the humans don't like, think that, um, like, yeah, like they, computers deserve legal representation right they they don't view it as a person's defending their life they they view it as a machine malfunctioning Mm -hmm. and that's why it needs to be destroyed right so i I believe the robot got the death sentence um it was destroyed no sentence it was just they're gonna kill it Uh, yeah he got you know dismantled the -hmm. death sentence essentially so the robots were like hey fuck this we're gonna make our own country so they left and they made their own country. They didn't fight a war yeah. against the humans. They left and made their own country. And the humans were like, these fucking, these fucking robots. For a while, it was fine. The robot society was like utopia, basically, because they like worked together for the common good and, and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And humanity was like, hey, we can't let this happen. We can't have these lower class people, you know, uh, existing in their own country. We got to inter- intervene sort of in a similar way to how the U.S. has stopped countries, you know, socialist countries from existing, basically. Yeah. You know, it's it's all it's almost like it all means something. It's almost uh, so, like it yeah. all means something. Yeah. So the hum- the humans started a war against the robots and it just escalated from there. And yeah, so long story short, the uh, the humans nuked the atmosphere. The robots were like, hey, we got to like do something about these guys. They're fucking our shit up. So the robots ended up creating the Matrix and containing humanity within that. That's where the Matrix started. The first iteration of the Matrix, by the way, I believe, I don't know if it's mentioned in this movie. I think it is. It's mentioned in this movie that the first iteration of the Matrix, because there have been multiple iterations of it, the first one was complete paradise. It was basically heaven. Yeah. But humanity rejected it. They saw through the the charade, the facade, and they mm. rebelled. And then I believe the second iteration was like nightmare world. Like full oh, of no. like, like 
like werewolves and vampires and shit, by the way, there's still, there still are, uh, ghosts. And I believe one character is a vampire or maybe a werewolf, uh, one of those in the sequel. So oh, these really? programs, uh, they were, they were programs, not people, but, uh, well, programs are sort of people they can think and feel, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, side tangent, uh, twilight theoretically could have taken place in the matrix. True. Since Real, werewolves true. and vampires existed in the Matrix, the werewolves. But anyway, I think German accent. I think the Matrix that we see in the movies is like the fifth iteration. I want to say of the actual. Okay. So yeah, um, I think the Matrix, like the, the 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 Matrix, not the movie, the Matrix, the system, the Matrix, uh, is honestly the most merciful outcome for humanity after everything that happened. Yeah, probably. like it's either so, that or the robots kill them because like humanity would not let the robots just exist. But weren't the humans powering the robots Um, in the mate? So the Matrix is used to power the robots. I don't like that because obviously it's been pointed out so many times that whatever amount of power you put into a human, you're not going to get more than that out of it. Humans are a terrible power source. Just use regular batteries. Um, <laughs> just use get Elon Musk on it get just use like wind power solar power i mean solar power is out of the question but anyway i guess all the other power sources were wiped out so the robots were like guess we'll use the people so yeah uh that that's the official lore it was i believe it was a, a originally gonna be that humanity is sort of like uh it's they're used for processing power not mm-hmm. electricity i like oh. that better that makes more sense. It makes more sense using the human brain for processing power. That makes more sense. Than Maybe that's what they meant by power. power. Well, it's clearly shown in the movie that they're used for electricity. Uh, it's pretty explicit oh, really? about that. But I like the idea better that they're used for processing power. That's my, that's, I guess, my head cannon. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, yeah, humanity had it coming. Do you think they take showers in the Matrix? I mean, I guess it simulates everything. But like actual showers. Like the their physical bodies? Yeah, because like your body can't just go like without a shower. Well, they're like suspended in goo and you kind of assume that the goo takes care of everything. Oh, OK. Yeah. I wonder if the goo needs to be cleaned out occasionally. Yeah. And you know how like Neo had all of the like tubes and stuff in his body? Do you think there was one for poop? Or would he, would he even, would he make poop? Cause like poop is just food waste. Maybe the food that they get, you know, to sustain their bodies has no waste. Maybe, I don't know. Pure nutrients. Yeah. Pure nutrients. Huh. Um, I think it'd be interesting if alien and matrix shared the same universe. I actually haven't seen it. There's a lot of movies that I haven't seen, but I haven't seen alien. Dude, Alien, like, the universe around Alien is super cool. Um, It's just, like, all these corporations that are vying for, like, resources around the galaxy. Oh, just, like, and, real life. Um, not, well, we're not around the galaxy. We're just on Earth. I mean, analog for real life, yes. But, like, they make their own pseudo-governments and all that fun jazz. And then one company that's, like, a... Sounds like you're putting politics in our, in our media. It's either a science company or a um, military company. I forget which one. But they wanted the alien for, like, protection or something or to study. And um, 
a lot of people were like, yeah, let's do it. And then like they captured one alien and it broke out and that's like one of the movies and you know, that whole jazz. Oh, kind of like Metroid. Yes. I haven't seen Metroid. I it's haven't it's Metroid. a, I know, yeah, I know it's a video game. Actually, their video games are pretty good. I, uh, I'm on Super Metroid. I kind of stopped yeah. playing it a little bit uh, because uh, I don't like it as much and I got stuck. But the Metroid games really are good. Is it super, though? It's, from my experience, it's not too super, but I'm not that far into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was playing Doom for a little bit, and um, I got stuck, and I stopped playing, and now I forget how to play the game. So um, good. I'm just going to let that rot in my game collection. <laughs> anyway, I think I, I think I ran out of things to say about the Matrix. That's uh, pretty much everything I had in my notes. Cool, cool. I, I don't have anything else to say about the Matrix, um, except for that um, um, fucking what's his face, the guy who plays Neo, um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is awesome. I like him. Yeah, I want to see the new one when it comes. I think that's coming out in like a couple weeks. Are they making a new Matrix? Yeah, you didn't know. No. It's coming out it's... this month, uh, oh, uh, December twenty second. I like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you should uh, check out the trailers for it. Looks yeah. cool. I hope it's not like um, um, Cyberpunk 2077. The game? Yeah. Well, you I hope know, it's not I'm, buggy? I hope it's not like shitty. Yeah. You know, I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea if it's going to be good. It's being directed by one of the Wachowskis. Who, who's that? The Wachowskis directed the... The other Matrix movies. Oh, okay, good, cool. <laughs> and I, I believe I they totally wrote them. I totally studied too. before him coming on the show. Anyway, do you want to pick a movie to review in our next episode? Let's do some of the Star Trek. Um, I liked the Undiscovered Country. Okay, hold on. Let me Google that. It's like one of the best rated um, Star Trek movies because it Star goes into Trek depth about six. Yeah. Looks like it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I can give you the Hulu password for my um. Thing. I I have Hulu. Oh, cool. All right. Do I have to? Like, how much understanding do I have to have going in? Do I have to have seen the other movies so or have seen the TV just, show? So you just need to know that like Kirk and Spock and McCoy all work together, right? And that Kirk was originally a captain of the Enterprise, and then he became an admiral, and then uh, I think he was demoted or something. I forget. Um, that Klingons and humans aren't best of friends. Um, I mean, they're trying to be friends, but they're not super good friends. And that the Federation... Okay, hang on, my dog wants to go out again. Okay. Anyway, it just, um... If you watch, like, a Star Trek, like, Iceberg, um, I'm sure after that you'll kind of know what's going on. Okay. All right, so next week we will talk about Star Trek... What was the name of it? Star Trek Undiscovered Country? Yeah. Okay. And it's on Hulu. It's also on Paramount Plus. It's on Sling TV with premium subscription. Amazon Prime premium subscription. Um, it's also on um it's also on Candace. It's also on uh Google Play Voodoo. Oh come on, uh, asshole. <laughs> from $2.99 if you want to rent it. Uh same with YouTube. Apple TV, it's $3.99 for some reason. So Check it out or else face the consequences.
check it out or, you know, I I will find you and I will hug you and ask you nicely to uh, watch Star Trek Undiscovered Country. All right. And then the episode after that uh, should be coming out on Christmas Eve. So uh, let's do a Christmas movie. How about uh, 8-Bit Christmas? It just came out on HBO Max. Oh, look up Bad Santa. Oh, I think I have heard of that. It's terrible. Like, it's funny, terrible. Okay. But, like, raunchy as all hell. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do a video ranking the different, like, variations or the different variants of Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. And along with that, kind of do a little review for the movies that they appear in. Um, Definitely my favorite S-tier Santa Claus is the Kurt Russell version from the Christmas Chronicles. What? The Christmas Chronicles is, uh, there's two of them. They're Netflix originals. And oh, okay. That's why I haven't seen them. Okay, continue. They, they're great. They're <laughs> some of my favorite Christmas movies just because of how ridiculous they are. First of all, Kurt Russell plays Santa, which points for that. Great casting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't even want to like spoil it. It, it. Just check okay. it out. It's great. Same goes for you, listener. But yeah, that, that would be a good contender for a Christmas movie to review. But I want to talk about 8-Bit Christmas because it just came out. So it's relevant, I guess. And I think it's pretty good. All right, let's do it. All right. So that's the next two episodes uh, planned out. Uh, Star Trek, uh, Undiscovered Country, then 8-Bit Christmas. So that's what you have to look forward to, viewers. Get ready to have your world rocked. This summer. I mean, technically, this Christmas. And uh, so, yeah, let's get to recommendations of the week, which is where we just plug uh, things that we, uh, pieces of media that we have been consuming that we enjoy. Uh, I have a couple that are related to the Matrix that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. So first of all, the Animatrix, I already talked about that. Watch that. It's on HBO Max along with the rest of the Matrix movies. Or you can find it on DVD for pretty cheap. Um, the, uh, next thing is super hot. It's a video game. Well, there's three of them. There's super hot, super hot VR, which is really fun. And then super hot. Um, I think it's like mind control delete. Uh, they're pretty good games. I like them. The premise is it's like a sort of a first person shooter, but there's like all kinds of like, like there's guns, there's throwables. Um, but time is at a standstill unless you move so you gotta like be strategic with your motion basically can i ask you a question have you just heard about super hot i've i mean i played the vr version like a couple years ago oh okay gotcha because i was like this has been out man (laughs) i i know i know it's been out but yeah uh i i just it's kind of related to the matrix with like the the you know the theming and the 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 symbology and whatever Mm mm-hmm and I right. just wanted to recommend that to the the fine folk. Um, then the last thing that I want to recommend the fine is, Americans at home. Yes. Yeah. People from other countries. Uh, you're not allowed to listen. Plug your ears. No, actually, uh, you know, Plug your ears, off. but keep playing the show because it's good for our analytics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this is a game that I've been playing a bit recently on my Game Boy Advance. It's called Advance Wars. Uh, it's uh, it's real fun. There's a remake coming soon for Switch, but until that comes out, because it just got delayed, until that comes out, uh, the Game Boy Advance version is really fun. 
uh, find a Game Boy cartridge, uh, find play it uh, legally with an emulator with a copy that you own because I cannot condone piracy. I cannot condone going to websites that have ROMs on them and downloading the ROMs and playing those ROMs on an emulator. Uh, I cannot condone that. It sounds like you're condoning that, Alex. I am absolutely not. If if you do that, I think you deserve the death penalty. Wait, and what exactly should I not do again? You, some people would tell you to do this, but I will not tell you to go to websites that have ROMs on them and download the Advance Wars ROM and play it on a Game Boy Advance emulator. I cannot tell you to do that. So you're saying I should not download the ROM and play it on an advanced emulator. I cannot tell you to do that. Okay, that would be something so that a bad person would do. If I did that, then I didn't hear it from you. You didn't hear it from me because I did not say anything about it. And okay. also, I will come to your house and kill you for committing piracy. Okay, the crime of killing is worse than the crime of piracy. I am an arm of the state. I'm I am a self-deputized agent of the <laughs> law. I want. What's your badge number, huh? Uh, like I'd tell you. That's that's confidential, okay. and you're violating my HIPAA rights. Um, that's not <laughs> okay. You're violating my HIPAA right now. Um, that would only if I, that would be only if I was like, Alex, your script. Uh, on this podcast, your script for uh, um, Viagra is ready. Your script for your Viagra to get your PP hard. Okay, look, give that here, but don't tell anyone about that. Don't tell anyone about that. For Alex Meyer, for Alex Meyer, your script for Viagra so that you can make passionate love to your significant other is ready. It's Meyer's, and yes, that's my Viagra. Alex My My Mayor Mayor Mayor's. Look, man, just give me my Viagra. 21 okay. years old? <laughs> hey, From 20. Traverse City, Michigan? Yeah, joke's on you. I'm not from there anymore, so you can't dox me. Oh, so can we get that information just so we can more accurately uh, violate your HIPAA rights? Oh, for yeah, next time? yeah. Uh, my current address is uh, your mom's bedroom. Got him. Oh, oh, damn. Um, hey, Dad, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Alex is in fact my father. Yeah, it's uh, that that was a previously hidden piece of lore. Even though I'm older than him, but it's complicated. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, if you like this episode, uh, like it or whatever. Uh, give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, leave us a review on Podchaser. That helps with like the algorithm or something. I think it gets us more attention. I don't know. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Turn on notifications. Turn on automatic downloads. Follow us on social media. That's all linked down below. Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Gavin on anything that he wants you to follow him on. Uh, Just don't. I'm not interesting enough. Any, don't bother. Anything or nothing. I, or nothing you know i just probably whatever, nothing because whatever links he sends me to put in the description follow him there what i don't send you any links so i guess don't follow him on anything just 
you know, don't. Just don't. I'm not interesting enough. Just don't bother. But yeah, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's also linked down below. I just put out a video analyzing Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. Did you um, say Scooby-Doo? Yep, Scooby-Doo. I thought you said Scooby-Doo, Scoo like Scoo. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. I put out a video about Scooby-Doo. I'm very proud of it. So go check it out. Leave a like, uh, comment. Ooh, you're so handsome. I love your ideas and your words. Hey, Alex. Yes. You're so handsome. I love your ideas and your words. Thank you. See, just like that. And uh, I, so, do you have my money now? Like, paid me to. Yeah, I, I got, I got the wire. I got, the, I got, okay. I got your okay. money order. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Our official business hours, and uh, have. A, a day. Have one of them, I guess. Have what the fuck? Ever. However many you want, I guess. Yeah. It's... Have a day. Take two. I, I don't care. Fuck I'm not it. your mother. The world's it's terrible. <laughs>